Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 18th of January. It's game day, of course, as Rangers travel to Ayrshire to take on Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Uh, I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined by a full squad this morning. First of all, Joshua Barry. How are we doing, Joshua? Yeah, good, Derek. Sorry we're, we're a bit late, but we were just assembling the um, assembling the front three, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we certainly were. And it's good to have Johnny McFarlane back on. I think this is your first uh, video for a while, Johnny. You've had a, a well-deserved break, but good to have you back on. Yes, glad to be here. Looking forward to discussing Rangers. Feel like <laughs> I've not done it for quite a while, so um, very, very keen to have a chat. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Before we talk all things uh, Rangers, folks, of course, a quick word for our sponsor, Seneca Medical Group. You can see the uh, the logo up on our screen there uh, to date. They're, they're the number one elite hair restoration uh, and tr hair transplant corporation in Europe uh, due to its innovation techniques. To date, they've treated over 43,000 Hairless sufferers, their mission is a simple one, to change people's lives and restore their lost self-confidence. It's their vision to lead the hair restoration industry to new heights worldwide and offer the most advanced treatments at an affordable rate. So if you're thinking about uh, reinvigorating the top of your head, then these are the guys uh, to go to, and the links are all in the description box uh, for you uh, as well. Right, let's talk Rangers. Uh, Joshua, you're going to be at Rugby Park tonight for us. Yeah, Looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be... Uh, I don't want to say slog, but I think Rangers are going to have to roll up their sleeves uh, and get a result. Kamarnock are uh, uh, really well organised under Derek McInnes. Uh, gave Celtic a fright in the semi-final at the weekend. Desperately unlucky, like not to uh, get a penalty late on in that game. But I think they're going to put up stiff resistance for Rangers uh, tonight. Uh, Michael Beale gave his uh, press conference uh, yesterday and he talked about that challenge that he's expecting. He says, a really tough test. I know Derek well. He's a good guy. The Aberdeen battles between our teams are really tough games. He's done a good job at Kilmarnock, obviously getting them back up. They've got a lot of familiar faces in the squad with players that have got experience in this league. They've lost one and nine at home. They've beaten every team that we've beaten since I came in. So game on, uh, and it should be a good one. Uh, what are you expecting tonight, Joshua? Yeah, I didn't know their record was as, as good as that at home. Um, but obviously, th there's all the kind of cliches about the pitch. I think just regardless, they're a difficult team to play. Um, away from home, but so far I think Beal has approached these types of games in the right way. Um, something we wrote about last week, Derek, w when he went to Tanadice, when he went to Pataudry, even in the old firm at home, he's resisted the urge to maybe move Malik Tillman up a line or or take him out of the team um, and play a more conservative midfield. And I think he's been rewarded for um, still trying to dominate the ball away from home. Something that um, I think really towards the end of um, Van Bronckhorst's uh, time at the club was away from home Rangers were, were, were just really bad domestically. Um, they weren't able, the, the games away from home, they weren't able to really build possession or create many opportunities. I think of that Motherwell game where Tillman scores kind of a wonder goal and then they score their first corner of the season. There was too many games like that where Rangers, I think, were too reliant on, on going direct and not having control. Whereas I think so far... Uh, Beal's tried to do the opposite. He's tried to to play it away from home very much like it's a home game, still dominate the ball. Obviously, the surface will come into it, Derek, but I think, as he mentioned yesterday, it'll be easier to pass the ball on the surface uh, tonight than it was at the weekend against Aberdeen. Um, so don't expect too many changes. Maybe expect a couple more for the weekend at St Johnston, depending where 
in the squad is by that point. Um, but yeah, I fully expect him to, to kind of adopt the same approach he has away from home so far. And, and I think that's been the right one, which is um, go, go there with confidence, uh, put maximum goal scorers in your team and trust that although it's away from home, you're still the better team. So you should uh, win most on, on most occasions. Yeah, what you expect tonight, uh, Johnny? Of course, Michael Beal unbeaten in charge of Rangers thus far. Uh, six wins uh, in uh, seven, I believe it is, isn't it? Uh, that one draw uh, against Celtic. Seven and eight if you include Bayer Leverkusen. But tonight, I, I expect a tough one. It's on that, that artificial surface as well, which which I think might be a challenge for, for Rangers. Of course, Kamarnock are used to it, playing and training, training on it. Michael Beal did touch on that in, in his press conference. And I, was, I, I liked his comment where he said, It'll be a a better and truer surface than the one they played on at the weekend, uh, which is, uh, I can't really argue with them with regards to that. It was a a quagmire at Hamden. Um, But that might be a leveller tonight, do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's um, with the artificial pitches, it's how used to the bounce of the ball you are really more than anything else. I remember there was a game... This might have been in the Gerard era or even before. I can't actually 100% remember when it was, but I think Ryan Kent tried to play a crossfield pass um, late on in the game. I think it was a, a Jordan Jones goal, come on at 1 2 1 uh, in Rugby Park. I think it was a Gerard era. Uh, maybe Jermaine Defoe's first game, first goal. Um, but but come on, it won that one because Ryan Kent tried to play a pass and, and he hit the pass perfectly. But the ball just it bounced different, didn't it? And it, it ran different, and therefore uh, Kilmarnock were able to pick up the ball and, and counter attack very, very quickly and, and, and score. So having that knowledge of exactly what the ball's going to do, or, or pretty much have a have a strong sense of that, it does make a difference. There's no doubt about it. But as Michael Beale says, if you're a passing team, in a way. Uh, the the ability to do quick interchanges on a, on a, on what will be a very very flat surface should be yeah. in some capacity something that suits Rangers, especially in comparison with the quagmire that was Hamden, where you were better off really launching the ball along because playing it on the deck, the ball was bobbling about, wasn't it? Yeah. In terms of Kilmarnock, and having a bit of an up and down season, um, I think Kyle Lafferty coming back is absolutely massive for them. Don't think they'd be in the situation they're in now. <coughs> Excuse me. If Kyle Lafferty had been available for the last ten games, um, so I think that's going to really turbocharge their next ten games. And for Rangers, it's going to be important to get a win and and I think um, get the three points on the board and get out there because I think Kilmarnock are going to be on a on an upward trajectory in the months ahead. Dave McInnes, we know, gets teams organised. This Kelly team is not on the same level as his Aberdeen team, and it's. I think it's dangerous to make comparisons, but you know, when it comes to percentages, when it comes to set pieces, when it comes to defensive organisation, Derek McInnes is a pretty pretty good manager at this level and will always have a team that, that poses a threat. So Rangers can't be complacent. They must be absolutely on it, as they always have to be to win games. But you have to say, Michael Beale, so far, Derek, and I've not been on in 10 days um, but I, I've been very, very impressed with what I've seen from Michael Beale in terms of the way he handles the media. It's it excellent. Uh, I love the return of a bit of needle between the Rangers and Celtic manager hmm. um, that's, that's been taking place. The wee sly comments between the two of them going back and forward. That's what we want. We don't want any of this friendly pally nonsense. No, thank you. Let's get stuck in and let's uh, let's 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 uh, have a bit of fun with it. Uh, I think Michael Beale's brought that and. Uh, 
you've got to say on the pitch, you know, he's he's made decisions that have mattered in games and he's turned things around when it's been looking dicey. And and Michael Beale gives me that kind of feeling. I don't want to get too carried away. Um, it's early days, but he gives me a, a vibe that I've not had for quite a while, whereby if Rangers are, go, are down in a game, I kind of still have the sense, it's fine, don't relax. This is not the Giovanni Van Bronckhorst era where if Rangers were 1-0 down with half an hour to go, you were going, where is this goal going to come from? This this goal isn't going to come unless it's a uh, a thunderbolt from somewhere. Um, but Michael, will you just have a sense that watching the game pan out, that Rangers' superior firepower is going to tell and he's going to marshal it in a way that it will tell, which I don't think you've you've you felt under under the previous manager. And, and perhaps, to be fair, at times under Steven Gerrard, but as you say, Derek, we're, we're only seven games in, eight, including the friendly, and it's too early to be saying definitively that what we've got is a real deal as a manager. But you have to say, very, very impressive so far. Yeah, uh, James Strachan gets in touch, Johnny. He says, uh, Johnny is sounding so good today. Must have a new microphone. I think uh, it's James, I'll tell you what it is. is. It's not a new microphone and it's still slightly wonky. Um, you can't see it off screen, but it's it's not kind of the way I want it to be positioned. But it was a cable. It was a cable issue. So it's the same microphone, but with a new cable. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and Jack uh, Singh gets in touch. Morning, Jack. Uh, playing on Astro is something all the younger players are used to. We'll be fine. Yes, uh, Michael Beale did touch on that. Uh, it's more so that the sort of older generation that, that they uh, tend to moan about it, whereas uh, the young players coming through these days, all of them would have grown up playing in academies uh, on that on the surface and also in school football as well. So it shouldn't be a problem, as one of the, the, the comments came in uh, earlier on. Uh, it will affect his team selection, though, as Michael Beale did touch on, uh, as well as playing 120 minutes on Sunday against Aberdeen, Joshua. Are you expecting many changes tonight? Yeah, maybe a few, because Beale hasn't really changed that much. I uh, was writing yesterday that Tillman, Tavernier and, and Sakal have started, I think, six of seven together on the right. Um, we've obviously seen Beal manage a number of different uh, different players, whether it be Lundstrom, Kamara, Morelos, Jack, uh, to, to manage their minutes. It'd be interesting to see what he does in the middle of the park. I'd be very surprised if Kamara doesn't start tonight, just purely because... Um, Jack and, and Lundstrom. Well, Jack obviously plays the whole game. Lundstrom looked tired by the time um, he came off. But I, I agree with Johnny. I think, you know, obviously everyone here watches a lot of Rangers and <clears throat> a lot of people also watch the games back. And when you watch the game back, you often are able to do it without the kind of, um, you know, the end result. So it's not as um, your outcome bias maybe is yeah. a bit different. And, and I think the way that you've seen BLM. Again, right, I think it was two days ago we had a piece on this. There's two things that stood out for me, Derek. One of which is the flexibility of the attacking players makes it so is making it hard. And Johnny's right, it's early on, so you have to kind of caveat that. There will be a, a defeat at some point. There will be a bump in the road. You've got, I think, first and foremost with Beal, um, he deals with the media really well. And, and I think people are starting to realise that He's in this position because obviously he's a good coach and he's skilled in that area and he knows how to develop players and he understands football. But also because he's a, a people person and he knows uh, what the right things are to say. He's developed enough of a voice from himself to go from not having a playing career to be the Rangers manager in his, in his early 40s. But, but then tactically, if you look at what he's doing differently to Steven Gerrard, for me, after eight games, the, the freedom of, of those front players makes it so difficult for them to pick up. It takes a call in the last couple of weeks 
He largely plays off the right, but then he, he drifts over to the left in two key moments to score the opener against Dundee United and to earn the, the red card against um, Aberdeen. Whereas before, I think although there was the two number 10s had freedom, there was still a lot more structure in the way that things always rotated. You see on the right-hand side, we've got an article on the website that kind of breaks this down. At some points at the weekend, Tavernier was overlapping. At some points, he was underlapping. Tillman was staying deeper and played four or five really good passes between the lines. Um, at some points, Akala was inside. At some points, he was outside. And I think that uh, that keeps Rangers unpredictable. And that's what Beal said. One of the many things he said at uh, one of his press conferences, um, which are all about 20 minutes long at the moment. Um, yeah. But he's also managing to change things uh, in games as well. And, and that's maybe something we attribute more to a Van Bronckhorst style manager. But I think what you're seeing with Beal is he says, he said this, I think, before, I think it was before the Aberdeen game, uh, the Motherwell game at Christmas time. He says, um, we won't change for for teams, but we'll adapt a little bit. And I think what that means is he's got, his team are always going to try and imprint themselves on the game. But then at points, if there's space in a certain area of the pitch, they won't be ignorant to that. They'll try and take advantage of that as well, which I think is the perfect balance in a domestic league like the one Rangers are playing. And, and I think you've seen that with a lot of goals they're scoring as well so far. So, yes, it's only seven games in, but there's, a, I think, especially tie that in with the fact that they've got results. I think there is a lot to be... Um, positive and, and excited about so far. Yeah, uh, Duncan gets in touch, Joshua. He says, uh, wrap up the night. Uh, no. you, were, you were looking at the temperature. It's going to be, what, one it degree? Well, it was, it was colder. I was playing football last night and it was minus two. Um, so that was that was even colder. But yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a cold one. So yeah. you'll know when I'm on the video that that's why, if I'm giving short breath. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots of comments coming in. Uh, there's a, a piece yesterday I, I did, folks, on the YouTube channel. Matthew Ross says it enjoyed the interview with the Norwich uh, podcast yesterday. Yeah, Chris Reeve uh, from Talk Norwich City. Do go check it out, folks. He talks uh, in depth about uh, Todd Cantwell uh, and Scott Hammond also uh, echoes that. Um, really good uh, insight into not only the player, uh, but the sort of person he is. Uh, gives to charity a lot and and, and, and does great work in his, his local town. Uh, and uh, yeah, it tells us how why he's sort of fallen away in the last uh, few seasons. That's gone a bit quiet, Johnny. Um, Michael Beale was asked about that yesterday. He says there's no update just now, but I'm really pleased with how things are moving. No news isn't necessarily bad news. Everyone is on the same line and everyone is moving in the right direction. That's not specifically speaking about that player. That's just things in general. What do you make of the, the transfer situation at the moment? We're now on day 18 of the transfer window. A lot of Rangers fans getting a tad frustrated that there's no new faces in the door yet. Yeah, I can understand that. And I think um, overall, you would definitely want to see people in quicker rather than uh, this elongated window. But probably it's uh, an example of where changing managers does affect you because Michael Beale will have different targets to what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have had. And I'm not saying it would be rip it up and start again, but certainly you have to go by what the manager wants and what the manager is looking for. And the two, these two guys have very, very different philosophies on the game and, and are looking for different things. I think you've already seen that this Rangers squad actually fits what Michael Beale is looking for a little bit better than, than it did for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So I think there'll be less surgery on it than perhaps would have been needed if, if the Dutchman had remained in position long term. Uh, that's not to say that the transfers don't need to happen, but but Derek, you wrote a piece on the website yesterday as, as part of our newsletter. And guys, if you do want an exclusive piece of content sent directly to your inbox before anyone else gets it, 
go to our website, www.rangersreview forward slash newsletters. Uh, you put in your email there. Um, it literally takes five seconds and you'll get that content. Um, but it's on the website now. It's free to read. And uh, you're talking about why it's important that Rangers get their transfers right. And I, th I think it was spot on your piece. I read it last night. And fundamentally, Ross Wilson's under intense pressure at the moment. He might bristle at that notion. Uh, he might think it's unfair. The truth is, when you're picked apart the way Ross Wilson was picked apart at an AGM, it's emblematic yeah. of a wider issue with the club's support. And people have heavily scrutinised his transfer record to date, rightly or wrongly. I think there's been hits and misses. I think it's been a it's been balanced. Um, in terms of successes and failures overall, because I'm going to give those players that came in this summer the benefit of the doubt. I don't think you can really judge Yilmaz or Suter or Lawrence properly, but you have to say that what I've seen of those players leads me to believe they will be good for Rangers um, once they're fit. So, But a lot of Rangers fans disagree with that. A lot of Rangers think, fans think Ross Wilson's record is poor. They'll point to players like um, Jack Simpson, Oof. People will point to Scott Wright, despite the fact he, he delivered something pretty spectacular uh, in the semi-final. Uh, and they'll point to others, Aaron Ramsey, Ahmed Diallo, um, Zukovsky, and say, look, there's been too many project signings, there's been too many players that come in and haven't and haven't hit the ground running, that haven't added to the starting lineup. It's still this 2018 Steven Gerrard core that propels this team forwards. Um so I think it's incredibly important if Rangers make two or three signings, as Beal has suggested, that it's three out of the park. And, and if it's three out of the park, guys, I, I think that will start to help change the narrative a, a little bit around Ross Wilson. And, and, and let's be honest, look, if it doesn't, then it's a very, very, very difficult situation for, for the boards and the club to have a guy that really just isn't popular at all. Uh, having such a high-profile football position. Now, I've defended Ross a lot on this show um, and it's not been always popular because I think that behind the scenes, Ross Wilson has done a lot of very, very good things at the club. It's a different place to what it was five years ago and a lot of that's down to the, the one-club philosophy he's put in place, the amount of work he's put into the youth system and, and, and ensuring that's top-notch. What they're doing there is remarkable and very, very positive, and you'll see the fruits of that in the years ahead, I'm quite certain. Uh, the training ground, I've, I've now been up to the training ground a couple of times this year, uh, not this year, well, over the last 12 months, and, and it's night and day and, and an incredibly impressive facility, and that's all things that Ross Wilson's help drive. I've seen it with my own eyes. But fundamentally, a director of football, in his case, a sporting director, which is essentially the same role, is always going to be judged by the fans on recruitment. And that's unfair because recruitment's only a small part of his overall role. And, you know, there's a recruitment team and a recruitment head. That's all changed, obviously, at Rangers in the last uh, year. But... That is the, the real politic of it. That's the reality of it. That's how he's going to get judged. And uh, that's why the next two or three have to be someone hitting the nail on the head. Because without that, if you get another couple that don't work, the pressure on Ross Wilson is going to be really, really significant come the summer. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, the pressure's on. Uh, and a number of players have been linked. Todd Cantwell being one. Uh, Michael Beale did say that Tom Davis isn't one yesterday. He ruled, ruled that one out. Uh, one other is uh, Morgan Whitaker uh, of Swansea City. I'll quickly pop up Ross's comment here. Morning, Ross. Uh, what do you all make of Morgan Whitaker? Looks like the profile of the right-sided player we have needed for a long time. A goal-scoring right-sided forward to complement Ryan Kent on the other side. Uh, he spent the first half of the season on loan at Plymouth, Joshua, uh, and, and was really good for them. Uh, I think he scored nine goals, seven assists, if I'm not mistaken, or, or it's the other way about. Uh, they were gutted at, at losing them. Uh, they're flying high at the top of League One at the moment. He's been recalled by Swansea, I think, with the view of potentially selling him on. Uh, West Bromwich Albion also uh, credited with an interest. Is he someone that you would like to see come in the door? We're going to have a... Uh, scout report on him in the next couple of days, Derek. So I'll be able to to tell you that then. Um, but what more wide widely on transfers? I think um, I, I also agree with the notion that you shouldn't be worried at this point if no players are in because of what Beal said. And again, Beal says a lot of things, so it's probably hard to um, kind of pick it all up. But he said after the old firm that now he could give it effectively recruitment his whole his whole attention um he'd obviously been focused on that game up until that point and ever since then he kind of had that week where he seemed to meet a lot of players and then it seems to have been obviously thrown back to the recruitment team to negotiate the ones that he wants so i don't think it's a case where if that had been taking place in december and beal had said look i'm meeting players for next month um, and it was now however however many days, eighteen days into January. I think that's different to 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 what has played out. Um, he obviously wanted to assess the squad, which is what he said uh, when he first came in. I think he's now had time to do that, and and the numbers kind of gradually increased um, up to what was it three or four the other day at a press conference. But I don't think the timing should be too much of a worry. Um, if Rangers can get through up until that point, obviously, if, if they weren't able to, that's that's more of an issue. Um, if there was a starting spot that that Beal felt needed addressed before the the cup semi final, before the old firm, then that would have been a, a a different story. But I just don't think that's the case. And also, what he did say, I think maybe before the old firm, was that as as Johnny alludes to, the the, the type of player Rangers are recruiting for has probably changed. Um, Yes, obviously it's a kind of a big operation. There's lots of people involved, but the type of player that they'll want for for a Beal system co- compared to a, a Geo system is is different, um, and I think that will have taken a little bit of time as well um, to to adapt. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about the fact that it's this many days and there isn't a player um, in the door yet. Uh, but also, yeah, I, I agree with Johnny. I understand that people want to see new players in, and they don't want to see a kind of six month loan deal. Um, at the end of the window, and I think every day that goes by without transfer news, that obviously becomes a little bit more of a possibility, even if Beal has already ruled it out. Yeah, lots of comments coming in. <laughs> uh, I've not I've not seen any of this, I've got to admit. George Higgins says, morning everyone, I assume this Philip Coutinho to Rangers stuff is nonsense. I've got to hold my hand up, I've not seen this. Joshua and Johnny, have you have you seen anything about, about this at all? Derek, pie in the sky, that. Pie in the <laughs> sky. <laughs> that's him. He's, he's already underwent his medical. He should be signing this afternoon, I think, if, <laughs> if, that's, if that's the case. Well, but, uh, yeah, that is news I mean, to me. Philip, Philip Coutinho will be on huge, huge wages. And he clearly would have taken a, a drop to go to Aston Villa of some sort because the money he was on at Barcelona was astronomical. But I think you'd you'd have to think that uh, number one Rangers would not sign him on a permanent deal. Number two, Michael Beale's already said he wouldn't sign any loans. Number yeah. three, 
No, it's just not. It's just see. It just seems like one that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. I've got to say that's that's came from left field. I wasn't aware of that uh, this morning. Let's talk about players already in the building. Uh, Kamar Roof. He touched on Joshua yesterday. John Dooley says if Kamar Roof didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck at all. He says uh, out of course tonight. Uh, following that that heavy landing in Sunday's League Cup semi-final against uh, Aberdeen. Uh, and he said that, um, yeah, he's been very unfortunate with injuries, Michael Beale said, on, on Kamar Roof. He probably won't be available for this weekend as well. It's a real sore one. He's been away and he's had the scan. He's going to see somebody else just to get a second opinion on it. It's an injury he's had on the other side previously, but it's not a break in terms of dislocation. There's a bit of separation at the top, which just needs to take its time. For some people, it's less time, and for some other people, it's more. It's just how Kamar feels in the coming weeks and days. It's a huge disappointment for him, for the fans, and his teammates as well, because he's not just a good player on the pitch. He's very important around the building. He's one of the more senior players and one of the more vocal ones. Uh, just the, the, the story of Kamar Roof's Rangers career, Joshua, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's so unfortunate with injuries. It defies belief. Yeah, because... That finish is so good, and I don't think anyone else. Yeah. Jolak's a different type of finisher, but he normally scores kind of across his body from the right, whereas Roof, um, if, it looks like a simple finish, but I don't think it is if you if you watch it back because he really has to guide it into the far post. Um, he's got like two or three defenders around him as well as obviously the goalkeeper who has had a really good season, Kilrus, uh, and, and is a pretty big, um, pretty big in stature. But it, it sums up that Roof has to go off and... Um, it's it's a similar to, to a player like Kalander who Rangers get from Serie A. Um, I think they're players who, if they had a more consistent injury record, they would be able to stay in, in big five leagues um, at whatever level. Everyone knows about Roof's uh, finishing ability. Uh, coincidentally, I think that you see the type of role he can fulfil under Beal um, in, in coming off the bench, even if it is that for the remainder of the season. When games are like that, to actually have a, a player who can score a goal uh, to come off the bench um, is something that Beal's not really had the option of so far because Cholak's been out and Morelos hasn't been fully fit. But and you just can't write the luck. Um, because when when he went down and you saw him holding, I think it was his, he was kind of carrying his arm around the handed pitch. He thought, at least it's not you know a calf injury or something that um, he, he's maybe um, just come back from. But... If he's going to see a second specialist, and as you say, there it doesn't seem like he's going to be back um, for the weekend. Rangers, I think, definitely needs probably some sort of attacker, attacking profile in during this window as well, because of where Roof and Chulak are with uh, with fitness at the moment. Yeah, and it adds more pressure on uh, Alfredo Morelos, Johnny up front, because of course Cholak out injured. Uh, Ask Michael Beale if, if we may see uh, likes of Robbie Ewer. Uh, Zach Lovelace, perhaps uh, even Tony Weston in the B team uh, at the moment, whether they will be uh, promoted to the squad. They said that, well, they had a match yesterday, uh, so it was ample opportunity for them to try and impress. I expect to see one of them on the subs bench tonight, just based on the lack of numbers up top. Yeah, well, I thought his answer was quite interesting, Derek, to that. Um, it was very kind of short and non-verbose, yeah. which yeah. isn't really <laughs> Michael Beale's uh, style. I thought either he really dislikes Derek, which is a possibility, <laughs> as hard as it may seem, or there might be something in this because he was he was definitely unusually uh, less short to the point. than he yeah. would normally be. Yes. But I think Michael Beale has already stated that part of his remit is going to be to bring young players through. He's got a background in youth development. 
right through from the young, young kids, I think nine and 10 years old, all the way to under 21 level. So he knows inside out the pathway for player development. And I think he'll be key in Rangers adopting an approach that will see the club move towards what will hopefully be a model more akin to an Ajax um, over the years ahead. I know that's been mooted before. Uh, certainly when I sat down with Stuart Robertson for the Rangers review, that was the the, the model that he talked to me about. Um, and it's something that the club have really, I think, given lip service to over the last two decades. They've not done enough in, in terms of giving a pathway for young players to develop through. It's been too difficult. And hopefully Michael Beale is the man that's going to be able to to utilise the talent that's going to come through from the academy in the years ahead and and, and bring some of these lads into this into the team. We've seen Nathan Patterson and, and and what he did and how much money that brought in, and that needs to be kind of the the gold standard and the guy that everyone at Rangers Youth Academy is looking towards to emulate because. 16.5 million, it looks like it's going to end up being, let me tell you, because Patterson, when he's been fit, has been outstanding at the top, top level. And I know that there's yeah. other clubs that have been sniffing about um, already. So that tells you what a youngster can achieve if they get it right. And, and you know, Patterson was able to do that with uh, James Tavernier in his way. So there's a lot of talent in that youth team. There's a lot of players who, if they put put, put it together, put their games together, they can they can be huge. I think um, Bailey Rice is, is one that's got a chance. I think Lovelace has got a chance, and Co has got a chance if if he can harness his obvious gifts. And uh, I like Jack Harness at right back, and I think he can be someone that can potentially come in in the years ahead but he's going to have a real challenge because Adam Devine looks good to me and James Tavernier is uh, I don't think going to go anywhere anytime soon Yeah. Um, so so uh, it'll be interesting to see who makes the bench um, but I think there's plenty there's plenty of young kids there uh, champing at the bit to get in and, and, and who look like they could have a future yeah. Uh, on 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 the subject of Beal not liking me, CGM fifty five says Beal doesn't like ginger people. Well, he does like Adam Devine, so I think that that nips that one in in, in the bud with regards to that. Uh, that I just like to say that, that that that's a joke. That yeah, there's no question that Michael Beal doesn't like ginger people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ab- absolutely. From not. a legal uh, point of view. Yeah, 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 absolutely not. Uh, yeah, loads from his press conference yesterday. There was another point I wanted to raise. A comment came in. Uh, it's another question I asked, actually, uh, about Phil Hollander. Jack Salmon said, I'm surprised about his comments on Hollander. I can't see Big Phil getting an extension. Uh, this was obviously a bit of noise last week about Malmo um, looking at him and possibly signing him in this window. He says, it's news to me. He's a player that I like and a man that I like. He's one that when you come back into the building and see that he's on crutches and now the crutches are disappearing, you wonder how far away is he? There's no news on that at the minute, but yeah, I've not heard that rumour. Would you be surprised to see uh, Phil Hollander stay beyond January, Joshua? Maybe not January, but I'd be surprised if uh, a tweet went out announcing a contract extension anytime soon. Mm. Um, I'd be very surprised if that was was on the radar, but... I think you've got to also um, take what Beal says with with certain players a, 
uh, with a pinch of salt because he has to. His approach is obviously to be on his player's side to give everyone an opportunity. You see the, the same with Stephen Davis. Um, his his uh, response at the end of that question, effectively saying, "Don't write him off." That's his approach. I think he's got everyone on side in the building so far, and I think you'd rather probably most people would rather have a manager who who does that. Um, certainly outward facing. I think that will, I'd imagine, you unite the building. And if you are someone who's coming back from injury, give you a bit more of a confidence boost than if the manager was to say, um, you know, the, the the opposite. But yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if um, an, an extension was to fall, given he's not played football in what a year and a half, really, apart from that yeah. St. Mary game. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 again, didn't he? yeah, very little football. So I'd be very surprised. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, we'll just uh, wrap up shortly, but I wanted to get your view on this, Johnny. Dave Fulton gets in touch. Morning, Dave. Uh, is Johnny fully aboard the Sakala train now? Choo-choo. Uh, I thought he's, he's. I thought he was good again on, on Sunday. Erratic sometimes with the finishing, but he just adds a bit of energy and uh, and that sort of chaos in the back line of defences. Um, sometimes things don't come off, but but he is capable of moments of brilliance a la Tanadice. Mightily unlucky not to open the scoring early on on Sunday at Hamden when he's header cannon off the post. Are you on board the Sakala train? I'm not fully on board, and I don't think I ever will be, because I find Fashion Sakala, as much as he seems like a lovely, lovely guy, and I think he is a good player, who's capable of moments of real top quality, I just find his erratic nature quite frustrating. And, you know, the ball's as likely to bounce off him as it is for him to sort of hook it into the top corner. Listen, I grew up watching Rangers in the 1990s and the 2000s when there was genuinely world-class players at the club. So I was kind of spoiled and I have a, a, a kind of lofty sensibility when it comes to the players that I like. There's a certain technical mm-hmm. skill that I'm looking for, for from a Rangers player. That's why I love Ryan Kent so much, is because he's just such a nice player to watch. He's so easy on the eye. And and, and I just find Fashion Sakala, for all his strengths, um, someone that just I'm never going to be fully convinced about. That said, Derek, everything you just said I agree with. He does bring chaos. He does bring goals. He does bring assists. And a little bit like Nacho Novo, who was another player that, that kind of frustrated me at times, I think he's a good man to have in the squad and a good man to have about. Certainly, it looks like Michael Beale was intent on using him, but I think until we see how Michael Beale um, utilises his full squad, we can't really be sure. There isn't that many options there for him to to use instead of Fashion Sakala. I mean, if Tom Lawrence was about, we'd get perhaps a stronger sense of exactly where Fashion Sakala sits in the pecking order. But the fact that Beal was involved in the, the management team that, that, that brought him in would suggest yeah. to you that, that there is a there is certainly um, something there in terms of Beal thinking he's a player that can offer something. And you can't argue with, what is it, is it three and six? Um, the guy's a goal scorer. The guy, if you put him in front of goal, his finishing's often very good. And I, I like him. I, yeah. I like him as a guy. But you know, I don't think there's any doubt. Is there anyone that disagrees that he's frustrating? I don't think there will be many. I, I, I kind of to for the case of the, for the defence, Derek. I've changed my mind on a bit in the last few weeks because one reason being, um, it's the first time he started more than two games. 
successively in the league, apart from the run, as we've mentioned, towards the end of last season when the league was already gone. Um, and I think it's hard for all what for all the drawbacks that, that Johnny mentions. I, I think every player at this level is going to have drawbacks. But what Sakala gives you has, has given domestically over these last six, seven games is a big impact in every game, whether it be a goal. I think it's five or six goal involvements in the seven games. But then he also earns the red card at the weekend. Um, you know, he, he hits the post um, to, to almost open the scoring. The, the left-footed shot he went really close with um, as well, obviously wins the penalty. So it's not only his goal involvements. Um, I, I agree that he has that um, to, to his game. But I think with Sakala, there's also a, it's easy to look at what he doesn't have. Um, but it gives you a different profile, something in that front line that Beal obviously likes. And and one of the things that I think Beal has done well so far is, yes, Sakala is an unpolished player. And again, that's one of the reasons that he's at this level. Um, but by playing him in this team, he uh, he gives you a goal return. And, and I just think that, that um, Rangers haven't had enough of that. How many times have they went to a place like Kilmarnock under Steven Gerrard? And they just haven't had a player who has a natural knack for scoring a goal, which is maybe hard, quite hard to quantify. But I also thought that the play on on the right-hand side, again, another plug for that piece on the website, which Sakala was involved in, I think you're starting to see a bit of a relationship develop on the right-hand side between Tillman, Tavernier, and, and maybe Sakala as well, that, that you haven't had in a number of years. It's always been on the left side with Barisic and Ken and, and Kamara. Um, so I, I think he certainly doesn't deserve to be dropped unless it's, it's kind of being rotated for for being rested. And as Johnny mentions, Beal was part of the reason that, or part of the team that brought Sakala to, to Ibrox in the first place. I, I just think it's interesting and encouraging him to, to finally see him get an extended run um, in the team. And obviously we'll see over the next couple of months if he is going to be someone that's in the starting 11 kind of long term. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if he starts tonight as well. I think there's going to be a few changes. Scott Wright, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he was to, to start the game, given his impact uh, at Hamden on Sunday. Uh, there's one or two others I think that are going to come in. I agree with you, Josh, earlier on when you said Glenn Kamara. I think he's a cert to come in, uh, and I think there will be one or two others as well. Um, John, you want yeah, to come in there? Just, just on that, I, I just wonder how big a, a part the plastic pitch will play in, in terms of the team selection. Because we know that Ryan Jack doesn't tend to play two games. Um, I don't. I don't think he'll start. I don't think he'll start. And, Goalkeeper and, and might, might change. He's had issues. Yeah. Um, John Lundstrom's been carrying an, an injury. We know that. So it depends on the type of injury whether or not you would want to potentially aggravate it by playing it on a pitch where we know there's going to be issues with joints afterwards if you're not used to playing on on astroturf pitches. Um, the other one that, that I wondered about is Ben Davies. You know, Ben Davies is. Yeah. Uh, Kind of been treated with, I wouldn't say kid gloves, but he's been, um, they're, they're certainly looking to be careful with him. And you wonder if they'll uh, maybe bring in James Sands back alongside Connor Golson. We know that those mm. two can play together well. They did it in PSV against a yeah, one, yeah, one I would I would be nervous having James Sands at the back. I've got to admit, with Kyle Lafferty up there and they'll be looking to fire balls into the box, I, I would, I would oh, have. Yeah. You're 100% right. It's, what, it's whether or not you, you would say that um, putting Ben Davies into a game on a plastic pitch might potentially rule him out for another two or three games. Hmm. I mean, the, the defensive record with those two at the back speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? Um, they've hardly let in any goals in the last four games. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one, one that you'd say that... It, it, 
Rangers are going to have to weigh it up, and I think that'll be the case with a number of players. I mean, Morelos has been carrying an injury, we know that. So ideally you would say, bring in Cholak or Roof, but you can't do that because Roof's injured again and Cholak's still not ready. So he's going to have to go to the well one more time for Rangers. And this is a situation we know if players are carrying knocks, maybe this isn't the best surface for them. Yeah, uh, CDM55, a good point. Surely King is in ahead of Sands, but Sands could play in midfield with Kamara. I didn't actually think of that. Mm-hmm. I predicted lineups. So I think I've got Arfield and Kamara in there, but on, on reflection, I think Sands and Kamara might be uh, the best bet uh, with regards to that as his position at the end of the day. day. We haven't seen him in there uh, quite that often, given the, the, the raft of injuries uh, in defence uh, this season. But yeah, team selection will be interesting tonight. Joshua, of course, will be there for his folks, so uh, we'll have our all, all our usual uh, uh, reaction and, and pre-match stuff uh, from Rugby Park. We hope you can tune in for that. Just a reminder, you can see the little ticker below. We've got that offer on the website, our New Year offer, £2 for two months' worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details uh, and if you want to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel that would be greatly appreciated as well thousands of you now signing up so thank you uh, that's totally free uh, if you click the bell uh, you should uh, receive a notification every time we go live as well so you'll never miss uh, a video okay that'll do us there thanks to everyone for interacting with the show as ever uh, uh, we'll be, Joshua will be back a, a little later on uh, and then we'll be back of course tomorrow morning uh, to reflect on what hopefully will be another three points for Rangers. Okay, bye.